play fake. Stroud wants to throw over the middle. Caught at the 40-yard line. Alave still moving. Alave with the burst. Two. Sweet. Chris Alave. A 61-yard touchdown. And that may do it for Ohio State. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Getting you set for the weekend in college football. In a few minutes, we expect to check in with Ed Egros uh, from FanDuel Sportsbook. He's terrific at his uh, top plays on college. Any other looks that we haven't hit on in recent weeks with Ed in the NFL as well. Uh, 20 minutes from now, we will play a little nickel or dime, a potpourri of topics. We've got college football, NFL, and even a little bit of Major League Baseball. And then coming up at 1140 Eastern time, as always, we have our lightning bets as we head off into the holiday weekend. We have all our bets uh, that we really like for this weekend. Aaron, I will, I will say there's one concerning factor for me with college football that um, – it's been a really hot start. So mm-hmm. I'm worried. Am I going to give it all back this weekend when we have all these ranked teams going at it? Uh, last week was good, and then last night was really good. I, uh, NC State and then getting the 14 and a half with, with Minnesota was good overall. So I'm worried I'm going to give it all back. That's what happened. Yes. So what's kind of like your strategy? I mean, do you place a lot of these bets on Thursdays, Fridays? I kind of went. I started firing away this morning on FanDuel on my app. Did you? Um, got some, I've locked in some futures. You want to hear about them? Yeah. What, what do you have? Good. All right. Um, Oklahoma plus 800 for the championship. Uh, Love it. I took, Love I took, it. And you got, you got a good number there, too, because a lot of places, they move that down to uh, plus 600. Okay, good. And then I took Boston College over seven um, for regular season wins. Okay. Uh, UW, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm big on Washington winning the Pac-12 plus 350. That's um, not bad. We have our. <laughs> we do have I, Yeah, we'll 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 hit pause on my uh my crazy bets for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe he's all set. This is BQL Daily Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you on this Friday. Big weekend in college football. It got kicked off last night. Ton of fun. Uh, let's bring in Ed Egros, the football analytics show with Ed Fang of the Power Rank. You check that out. A recent episode on the Big Ten, the most interesting conference. Uh, that's what uh, the guys are making a case for. Ed Egros, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, Joe, by the way, I remember the very first time I went on your show, you gave me grief over dressing up. And so now I'm learning what <laughs> I, I now know uh, what podcast casual is supposed to look like. And so hopefully I've dressed the part here. Uh, you know what? Yeah, don't listen to me when it comes to <laughs> attire. Please do not do that. My wife would be the first person to tell you that. No, I didn't give you. I, I respected the move. Man, Thank that you. may have. Were you at? Was he in a suit? At like, what was he wearing? Did you have? A, you had a jacket, right? Yeah, I had a jacket. No tie. Like, I thought that was casual enough, but no, no. Apparently, uh, you know, little Brooks Brothers is a little too much for the group. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, you you are the consummate professional. What oh, people no. don't, what some people don't know, is Ed is a TV star, which I assume is going to happen again this football season. Oh, yeah, yeah. More ways to win is Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> is is it? Uh huh. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, Aaron, I'd be uh, 
you know, check in. Okay, are there any props, anything I'm missing? Just racing around, trying to make sure I get all my bets in in, in that final couple of hours before the games get going. And turn on the TV as I get the setup all ready uh, for the games coming up at noon Central Time. And there's Ed giving out his uh, his great play. So awesome, the man awesome. is a TV star, national, a national television Aww. star. Uh, Ed, let's start with college football. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I, I'm going to give you the board. I'm not going to say that you have to give us. What a ranked team against a ranked team. We'll talk about some of those top matchups. But if you're going anywhere on this college football board, where do you start? I'll probably start tonight because I want to get a lot of bets in uh, for this week one. And North Carolina, Virginia Tech is interesting to me because on the one hand, uh, as much pub as Sam Howell is getting for North Carolina, and he should get a lot of pub. This is one of those situations where I want to know how innovative North Carolina is going to be as far as play calling is concerned. Are they going to pass the ball a good bit, even though at receiver there's not just a ton of experience and the health may be a bit of a a question there as well? Uh, But at the same time, you know, Mac Brown is sort of a consistent eight to nine to ten win uh, type of coach going up against a Virginia Tech team. There are a lot of questions uh, as far as they're concerned. And, you know, as far as receivers go for North Carolina, Josh Downs, Joffrey Brown, offensive line is the same for them. To me, the infrastructure is such to where Sam Howell should probably come out swinging in this one. And it's something where even at, at the number, I believe, is at five and a half at last check, I feel really comfortable with the Tar Heels. Now, I don't know if I'm necessarily comfortable with them uh, for the entire season, you know, perhaps even challenging Clemson in the ACC. I'm certainly not going to go that far. But to me, in a microcosm, this is going to be one of those uh, games and situations where, okay, maybe I'm a little bit more bearish about North Carolina for the entire season. But in this week one matchup, I'm probably going to buy into the hype a little bit, maybe go with the public in a situation like this and take the Tar Heels. And there are probably other situations like that as well. Iowa State is another one of those programs where I, I don't believe they're going to finish second in the Big 12 and challenge Oklahoma once again. But do I like him in this first match? Absolutely I do. I'm probably going to lay the points there. And there are a couple of other situations like that. Texas may be another one of them. So I look at a few teams where I am comfortable doing what everyone else is doing. But over the stretch, I need to be ready to sort of pull the ripcord. And when that happens, you know, week by week basis. What was your assessment of Ohio State last night? We got to see C.J. Stroud. Not the prettiest start, but looked much better in the second half. Would you say Stroud's a work in progress from what you saw? Uh, The work in progress lasted a half. Uh, And then after that, it was done. Uh, Having Chris Olave there uh, was phenomenal for him. And, And look, it wasn't even something where Stroud had to do that much. I mean, these were a lot of screen passes that went off for for huge chunk plays and touchdowns. And that may be just what Ohio State is, uh, you know, akin to sort of uh, some of those 49ers offenses over the last few years where it's really up to the receiving core to get those chunk plays. But you know what? They, They have the blocking schemes to do it. They have the play designer to do it. And that's just fine. Uh, mobility may be just fine as far as Stroud is concerned. There are a lot of things that I like about this uh, Ohio State offense, and it's something where, yeah, you know, some of those first-half props, if they're out there, could be key, important, but over over the long haul, these younger quarterbacks are going to figure it out once they get enough game action. Georgia Clemson, 
Uh, we, we can't mm-hmm. f- put off the lead too far here. Saturday night, everyone's going to be watching. Uh, at last check, it's now two and a half. The Tigers favored by a total of 50 and a half. What's your thought process with this matchup? The spread, I'm not sure how comfortable I am either direction. Uh, there is a lot of uncertainty here. But as far as the total is concerned, I probably like the over here. Uh, I think both both quarterbacks are going to show me something. And it, I, I think part of that, too, is just sort of the nature of college football in general, where offenses are going to be winning you championships uh, in this day and age. And this is, you know, with one of the great defensive programs in Clemson over the last several years. But that paradigm shift as far as what it's going to take to win a title, I think we're going to see that in Charlotte right away, where, you know, two good quarterbacks, one with a good bit more experience in JT Daniels, but you know, nothing says that Clemson can't keep up. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, they were winning ACC championships and then they recruited even better and the playmakers got even better. And that's what I'm expecting as far as Clemson is concerned. No real feel on the spread. I think the number is about right. Again, you know, bookmakers, uh, you know, were absolutely spot on last night. I think they'll probably be that way all weekend long as far as the big matchups are concerned. Uh, But in this one, I'm expecting a lot of points. I'm going over. Hmm. So I shouldn't have taken Georgia on the spread then. I like the over. I should have done that. Maybe I'll, there's still time. I was just telling Joe um, before you joined us, I was kind of firing away on FanDuel this morning. Um, I took Oklahoma at plus 800 to win the national title. What are your thoughts mm. on that? Oklahoma plus 800. Uh, well, Spencer Rattler's a great quarterback. You can't go wrong with him. And at some point, you feel like Lincoln Riley's going to break through. I mean, I'm a firm believer that as long as you keep making the playoff or coming close, eventually you're going to break through. I mean, like, look, Ohio State made the national championship, you know, last season, and it was just constantly getting there. And yeah. eventually you break through. And sometimes it's as simple as that. And so I, I, I don't hate the bet as far as that's concerned. Really, there are only four or five teams viable for winning the national championship. I'm probably still going to go with Alabama as far as my lone pick. But as far as hedging that bet is concerned, Oklahoma is not a bad place to go. What about I, Boston I, I, College? Sorry, I'm jumping in. No, I'm getting greedy here. Boston <laughs> College, I took them over seven um, for the win total on the season. What do you think about that one? And I know it's kind of a popular bet, right? Yeah, yeah, it is popular. And it... it As far as program is concerned, look, one of the things that that you can look at uh, as far as these win totals are concerned is historically looking at how these programs have done over the course of the last five or ten years and then couple that with, say, recruiting rankings. Now, I don't have Boston College's uh, recruiting rankings in front of me right now, but, you know, my understanding is Boston College probably is a a typical seven to eight win program. So I, I don't necessarily hate that bet either. I'm probably around the seven and a half mark myself, so it may not be uh, enough to stretch out and feel comfortable taking me over. That number is probably about right to me. But, I mean, we know how the ACC is. I mean, it's incredibly top-heavy, and there, there are going to be a couple of those programs that sort of by default have to get to eight to nine wins because no one else will. So in that respect, I, I don't necessarily hate the move. Uh, Ed, I want to go back to uh, your point a couple moments ago about offense, how we mm-hmm. do or and don't handicap offense and defense in college. And uh, you put out this tweet. We thought it was pretty uh, interesting because you mentioned you're still fascinated by the football approaches in handicapping pro versus college. The latter talk mm-hmm. way more about the importance of defense than the former, despite what we've seen the last few years. And I started thinking about it, like, yeah, uh, that is so true. 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's reached all levels of analysis, but if we're, if mm-hmm. we're keeping it to betters for a moment, I think most betters believe, okay, it's it's more about the offense in the NFL. Defense, very, very difficult to project from year to year. And if you're a team like, oh, I don't know, the Chicago Bears that I have to watch here, you know, putting <laughs> all their capital into defense, that's not smart, Ryan Pates. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, are you twitching? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I will be on next Sunday night when uh, he's oh, sure, Justin sure. Fields is on the sideline. Um, you're right, though. It, defense is brought up a whole lot when evaluating matchups in college football. The approach doesn't seem to be the same. I don't know what sparked that tweet, if there was something going on on your TV uh, or, or what it was, if, if you want to expand. Oh, absolutely. Well, it, one specific that I'm thinking of as we talk about this is Oregon. Here is, here is a team that, if you're looking for a Pac-12 team to possibly break through and make the college football playoff, Oregon is one of those invoked teams right now. And and I get why, uh, you know, historically speaking, and a lot of great defensive recruits they, that they brought on board. But you have to be careful that just because a, a lot of defensive stars have, you know, a high number of stars uh, coming into college, that doesn't necessarily mean that the defense is going to come together and shine. Uh, you know, Alabama has had some, you know, average secondaries over the last few years, just in part because of who they've gone up against as far as quarterback is concerned. Uh, Dr. Eric Eager put it really, really well uh, on one of his podcast episodes the other day where defense is one-fifth talent, four-fifths who you play. And I wonder if when it comes to, say, Oregon, we're looking at this defense with a lot of great recruits. Don't get me wrong. They're talented. But I wonder if that's kind of also a slap in the face to all of the quarterbacks uh, who are playing in that conference. You look at what the Pac-12 has coming back, uh, especially at the quarterback position. You know, Keaton Slovis uh, headlines, I think, everybody. But DTR at UCLA as well. There's some decent gunslingers there. And so... To me, it's more important to evaluate Oregon's offense uh, to determine exactly what they're capable of. And I'm probably a little bit bearish as far as that's concerned. I can probably name three teams in the Pac-12 because of quarterback play and what they have coming back on offense uh, where I'm more comfortable taking them. And we, I don't know of as many people who approach the NFL in that regard. You know, Certainly some do, no doubt about that, but... I do think that we focus a good bit more on quarterback play in the NFL. And to me, that's better process in general and probably why the numbers are a good bit tighter as far as pro football is concerned. Ed, we only have about 30 seconds left. Any other any of these other ranked opponents, ranked teams playing this weekend that you really like? Well, I like Alabama. I, I can't help myself. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, like, let's see what De'Eric King looks like coming back. That's important a good bit. Uh, you know, especially going up against a great linebacking core. Again, I know I'm sort of conflicting myself, but it, you trust the program at Alabama to be able to at least contain mobile quarterbacks. And then Bryce Young, you know, super stud quarterback. I, I think he'll be just fine as far as, uh, you know, what he has uh, at receiver. And he may even show off some things that maybe we didn't see a year ago. Uh, Fandles, Ed Egros here. Uh, check out the Football Analytics Show with Ed Fang of the Power Rank. Thank you, Ed. Can't wait to uh, continue these types of conversations all season long. I'm in. All right, that's it. Egros. I'm Joe Ostrowski with Aaron Hawksworth. This is BetQL Daily. We've got nickel or dime next. In about 25 minutes, we will wrap with our lightning bets. This is BetQL Daily presented by Fandle Sportsbook.